Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here once again with you and to enter your life and really just sprinkle your heart with love and challenge your mind. Oh, it's all about challenging the mind and the programmed, fear-based thinking that we have going on up there. So today I want to reflect and talk to you about the idea of judgment, projection, and the spiritual ego. So there's a lot in each of those. I could do an episode on just each of those individually, which I probably will end up doing. But today I wanted to give you an overview of how judgment, projection, and the spiritual ego is maybe influencing your life in ways that you probably don't realize. When we look at judgment, we are born natural observers. We were born to observe. It's it's our, our innate, natural way of being. And you can see that when you look at children. Little babies and children, they're they're natural observers. We're programmed to judge. Judging is not something we're born with. Judging is something that we are taught. Judging is something that we see happen every day and that we begin to inherit. It's a behavior. It's a mindset. It's a filter that gets embedded in our minds and that we use to use. We basically use the filter of judgment for every decision we make unless we are living heart-led. So the mind is full of programmed, fear-based beliefs and thoughts and judgments. Our heart has no filters. Our heart holds no fear filters, no judgment filters. Our heart is just a heart space. It's just an open place of knowing, of love, acceptance. It's our minds that judge. It's our minds that are afraid. It's in the mind, in the programming of the mind, that we have all of our filters in place. And it's at that level of the programmed mind that we need to make the change. So if we want to change our relationship with judgment, it requires us changing our beliefs and thoughts and what we think we know and believe about judgment. If we want to stop the behavior of projection, we need to see how projection is actually keeping us safe in some way. We use it out of fear. So today I'm going to dive 
as deeply as we can into judgment, projection, and we'll talk about the spiritual ego. And I want to give you kind of an overview of those things so that you can start right away to shift your relationship with judgment and projection. When we look at judgment in the world, it's easy to see. It's everywhere. It's a default setting. It's a default setting in our minds. It's a programmed default setting. And in order to shift judgment, we need to start looking at our own judgments. The challenge is the ego uses projection or the fear of judgment from others as a way to keep us looping in that cycle of judgment. Judgment can be toward self or toward others. It's just as harmful. It's just as painful and it causes separation. Judgment towards self can separate us from our true self, from our, our knowing who we really are, the truth of who we are. It can keep us separated from, from loving ourselves and accepting ourselves. Judgment will separate us from others, keeping us a little back, a little bit protected, a little bit further back from love. We believe that keeping ourselves safe from being hurt is closing our heart, but it's actually holding the hurt in. So our fear of other people's judgments keep us protecting our hearts. But the truth is our heart doesn't need protecting. Our mind thinks it does. What we're actually project, what we're actually protecting is the thoughts and beliefs in our mind. We're protecting our judgments. We're protecting our projections. We're protecting our fear. So how do we begin to unwind from that deep-rooted programming of judgment? We begin within our own minds. Anytime you have a thought of judgment, you know in that moment you're in alignment with ego. And I've shared in other episodes, I, I teach that we have two teachers in our mind. The one teacher is of fear, and that's the ego. And the second teacher is our teacher of love, which is spirit. That's what I call spirit. When we are in alignment with spirit, when we are on, in alignment with love, there is no judgment. We are in a place of alignment and observing is possible for us. We can observe what's happening around us without processing life through the filter of fear. Because we are in a state of love, we are in alignment with love, we are in alignment with spirit as our teacher. So the lens we're looking through when we look at the world is love, curiosity, observation, compassion. When we are in alignment with spirit, we're putting on a pair of glasses that represent judgment. And we filter life through fear. 
whether it's fear of judgment or fear of what's happening, whatever it is, fear for other people, fear for ourselves. The ego only knows fear. The ego is the master teacher of fear. And the ego's best intentions, really the intention of the ego is to keep us safe and protected. Because the ego believes that we need to be kept safe, that we are not safe. And spirit says we are safe. When we look at a relationship with fear, we can look at our relationship with judgment at the same time because judgment and fear go hand in hand. Judgment is the go-to tool for the ego. If you are judging, I guarantee ego is there. The spirit doesn't judge. Our heart doesn't judge. It holds space, it's present, it's a deep presence, deep love, no filter, no judgment. That's in the mind. So how do we begin to change judgment? I'm going to talk about that, but I want to move to projection for a minute. Because understanding projection is, is important as well. Projection is a tricksy, clever ego tactic to keep us from healing what we need to heal. It keeps us from seeing what we need to see, feeling what we need to feel, and healing what we need to heal. The ego uses projection to put something outward onto something else or onto a situation or onto uh, something going on in our lives that keeps us from actually healing. So it uses projection to put something over there and it's on them or it's on that situation. If we can't see it, we can't heal it. If we don't believe it's about us, if we don't believe it's our stuff and we're casting blame, then we can't heal it because it's over there on them. I mean, the ego kind of throws it over there. So the ego projects what it doesn't want us to see, have, or experience. And it can project out, outward as blame, blaming someone else for what's going on. So that keeps you from actually healing the pain or the emotions or whatever it is underneath. But the ego can also project love, projecting love over there so that we don't actually feel it toward ourselves. It can project caring. It can project fear in the form of caring. It can project fear disguised as love to keep us from loving ourselves. So giving and giving and giving out of self-sacrifice is a form of projection. We project the love outward. It's really disguised as fear, but it's, dis it's, it's fear disguised as caring or love. We project it outward, and as long as it's out there, we don't have access to it. We don't receive it ourselves. I did that for a long time, and, and my work for a long time was really so focused on other people that it came at a self-sacrifice to self. We're not meant to be of selfless service in the world. And I know there's a lot of people that still teach that. 
We are meant to be of self-fulfilled service in the world. You can't give from an empty cup. You can't give from an empty heart. We need to fill our heart and give from the overflow. That's the only sustainable way to be in service. So it's self-fulfilled service. It's not selfish, it's self-love. And when we feel self-fulfilled, when we can fill our heart to the point of overflow and we're giving from the overflow, then we have the sustainability and the endurance to be of service without self-sacrifice. We need to be included in the equation. When the ego is projecting caring and love outward and keeping us separate from caring and loving ourselves, then we eventually become depleted. We eventually hit the wall, land on our back. It's not sustainable. So projection's a tricky one, but let me take it back to the whole projection of blame because a lot of people can understand projection a lot easier when we talk about blame and judgment. When we look at the projection cycle, essentially how it works is part of us doesn't feel good about something. We feel bad, whether it's our own pain, a wound that we're avoiding, maybe we feel guilty for something that we did or didn't do, whatever it is. When we feel bad, part of us wants to feel better. And the ego is showing up as your really good friend trying to help you feel better. So what happens is you want to feel better, so you project your feelings of uneasiness. Whatever you don't feel good about, you project it out. And the ego paints a picture and creates a story. So we have these stories and opinions and everything that's filtered through it. And the ego uses those things in the mind to manipulate you and convince you that the problem's out there. When we feel bad and we want to feel better, we project and judge. We'll project blame or judge somebody else. And that helps us feel better temporarily, but it's only temporary. Then guilt sinks in because the ego loves to use guilt. And guilt is kind of a natural side effect of fear. Once the guilt feel, sinks in, we don't feel good. And then we want to feel better. So we project and we judge. Then we feel better temporarily. And then we feel guilty. And then we want to feel better. So we project and we judge. And the cycle continues. When we look at judgment and stop it in, in, at that point, when we have awareness of judgment, we can stop it there. When we have awareness of projection, we can stop it there. When we have the awareness of guilt, we're not feeling good. We're suddenly feeling better when we kind of jab at somebody or cast blame or complain about something. That's a signal to look inward. At any time in the cycle, we can break that cycle with awareness. And, and then you've got the awareness, willingness, and then the courage to actually take inspired action. Because looking at our own projections and looking at our own judgments, it's not comfortable. It's not easy work. And it's really uncomfortable. But it's essential. If we are going to remove those things that separate us, we need to remove judgment and projection from our minds. We need to stop that cycle. We need to change 
that behavior. It's a behavior. It's a learned, programmed behavior. It's a default setting that was programmed. We can change that default setting. We can change our default setting from fear to love. And the way we do that is by unwinding the mind, unschooling, unlearning, undoing, reprogramming. That's what this show, Life by Divine, is all about. Undoing the mind, unwinding the mind to align with love, to align with your divine nature, the truth of who you are, to let the heart lead and let the mind take the passenger seat. The mind is a powerful tool. It's meant to be used, but it's not meant to lead. There's too many filters. There's too many stories. There's too many personal opinions up in there in the mind. We are looking at life and, and we have too many filters up there. So when we observe and we lead with the heart, we actually can meet life with love. We can meet life and meet challenges and not feel consumed or controlled by it. There's a deep trust. There's a blind faith. It's, it's showing up and meeting life differently. When we look at using projection and judgment as a way to create awareness to the pattern that's happening and the strategy that the ego is using, the tactic that it's using in our mind, we can break that cycle. We can shift from judgment to observation. We can take our projections back and take ownership for them, feel the feelings we're meant to feel, process and heal what we're meant to heal, and then show up as love without that filter, without that wound, without that leftover. Because it's these leftovers that we have within ourselves, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. It's these leftovers that we have that life bumps up against. So when we feel triggered, when we feel impacted by life, life's challenges coming our way and we feel like a trigger or a hit, an emotional charge around it, that's something you need to look at. The default setting would be to project, projecting blame on somebody else. It's their fault. If they would just change, I would feel better. If they would just stop that behavior, then I would be okay. But you wouldn't. The feeling and the upset would still be there. It would just be buried, dormant, waiting for the next you know, situation to bump up against it. So it's not about what they're doing or not doing. It's about how you feel about what they're doing or not doing. It's about your experience. And I'm not saying that we don't tell people to change behaviors and say, no, that, that behavior is not acceptable. It's not okay around me, whatever it is. Of course we set boundaries. Of course. We don't let people walk all over us. However, I want you to look at all your triggers because those are the fingers pointing to what's left over within you. Those are the friends shining light on what you need to see within. So when you find yourself judging or projecting, 
take that projection and turn it inward. That's going to be the key to breaking down the cycle. So let's dig into judgment a little bit here. When we look at judgment in our own mind, you will hear certain 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 thoughts going on in your mind. You will heal hear judgments towards self. You may hear judgments toward others. The judgments towards self are, I know for me, were like quite intense and quite mean. There were things I would say to myself that I would never imagine saying out loud to anyone else. Those are thoughts you need to change and shift. And that's an internal process. When you have an outward judgment towards somebody else, the key is not to feel guilty, not to forgive that judgment, but to use it. Use that judgment. Take those words. They're essential. They're actually a finger pointing to what's in within you. If you see it in them, it must be in you. So when you judge somebody for doing something, turn that judgment around. So let's say your judgment is uh, they're not listening. They can't hear me. They're being ignorant. Turn that judgment around. How am I not listening? How am I not hearing myself? Or how? what am I not hearing? How am I being ignorant? In what way am I being ignorant? Now, some of those words may not totally resonate and may not totally hit where hit home where you need to look, but they are going to be pointers leading you in the direction of what you need to see and heal and feel. So when you take those words and turn it around, you take those judgments that are outward and bring them back in on yourself, you'll start to see. I remember one time when my kids weren't listening. The dogs weren't listening. No one was listening. I'm like, nobody's listening. And I, would, I was just getting like fiery angry, like volcano-like angry. I was so hypersensitive to nobody listening. So when I went to, I had a therapy session at the time. I was doing yoga therapy. I was receiving yoga therapy. I went to the session. I was talking to the, the therapist and I said, I'm so frustrated because no one's listening to me. And then I was like, how am I not listening? So I brought it back into myself. I'm like, I'm not actually listening to what I'm feeling. I'm not tuning into the anger and what's rising. What's actually behind that? So the projection out was they're not listening. And if they would just listen, including the dogs, then I would feel better and I would be fine and I wouldn't be angry. But when I brought that feeling back and I brought that, judgment back to myself and I said how am I not listening and I realized I'm not listening I'm tuning into that energy that was rising and when I started to feel that I started to feel the density and I started to feel the anger and the resentment and that volcano and then underneath the volcano was this big layer of fear and not just fear like fear for my life like terror and the message that was hiding underneath, so I was using judgment and projection to protect this part of me. This deeper part of me was believing and holding the belief 
that when you don't listen, bad things happen. And that was true for me. Something bad happened when I was younger because I didn't listen. And when I got in touch with that and I could feel that wave of energy rise up and I could clear it and, and remove it, I was so much more patient. And curiously, everybody started listening better. Isn't that interesting, right? So life tends to reflect, mirror what we need to heal within ourselves. So instead of wishing things on the outside to be different, take a look on the inside and go, okay, what is it? What is it that's causing me to re react so intensely to this? Because in every moment, we're either reacting or responding. The mind reacts. Emotionally, we react. Mentally, we react. But our heart responds. So we're in, when we're in that heart space and there's no filter and there's no trigger, we can respond to life. When you have leftovers, when you have something to look at, when there's something hidden or you're protecting something deep down inside of you, a wound or some kind of belief or some other fear-based programming, then you're going to react because you're protecting it. You're defending it. You're hiding it. You're avoiding it, denying it, whatever it is. So the invitation with judgment is to turn it back in and take a look at what do I believe? What are the thoughts I'm using outwardly? Bring those thoughts and put them back on yourself. When you say those thoughts, how does it feel? And where do you feel it? What emotions rise up? What energy do you feel? Do you feel it in your physical body? Where do you feel it in your physical body? So emotions aren't just fleeting emotions everywhere. Emotions are actually in the body. You have an experience of the emotions in the physical body. And if you can follow the emotion and connect to the part of the body that it's being expressed or it's being held, then you can continue to get underneath it. So you start to kind of peel away the layers and get in underneath it. When you start to look at the energy or the emotion and the physical body connection then you can kind of go through the body to heal the mind i do that a lot with myself but i do that a lot with my clients and in in doing that i can actually bypass a lot of the filters and objections and defense at the level of the mind in going through the body to heal the mind i can actually bypass the ego mine and other people's so when i'm working with clients i can bypass their ego by going through the body and directing them there. So I guide them into the body, into the experience, into the emotion, into the feeling and the sensation that's happening related to that judgment, related to that projection. So it's important, it's essential that we take our judgments and turn them inward and that we take our projections and bring them back inward. That's the first step. The first step is awareness. The second step is bring it all back in. Take ownership for it. And yes, there are going to be certain things that you're going to have to set a boundary or you're going to speak your truth or there's going to be a radical, honest conversation or sweaty palm conversation that may happen. Yes, those things do happen in life. They happen for me all the time. And every time I have a judgment, I do my best to bring it in. It's less and less these days. I used to have way more judgments than I do 
but they're still there. It's still part of the programming. It's still part of that default setting that happens in the mind. And I don't judge that I judge because that's bringing the ego into the picture. So you don't want to judge your judgments. If you find yourself judging, oh, there's a judgment. Beautiful. Let me take that inward. Let me look at that. So we use it as a signal. We use it as a friend to point us in the right direction, which is not outward. It's inward. Turn the judgment around. When it comes to projections, I'm going to invite you to bring your projections back. Even in this moment, you can just set an intention. If there's someone that comes into your awareness that you're projecting blame or guilt or shame onto, I'm going to invite you to bring your projections back. So take back all of your projections and bring them into your heart for a moment and just hold them for a sec. And it might feel heavy because we do a lot of projections. So initially, when you first do this, it might feel heavy. You might just have to focus on one situation first. I'm willing to see, feel, know what it is that I need to heal. I'm willing to look at what I was defending or denying or avoiding by projecting. I'm willing to heal at the deepest possible level. I'm willing to see, know, and feel. And then you forgive it all over to spirit, to God, to the universe, to the divine. You put it in a garbage can beside you if you want. You can put it in a backpack beside you if you want, in case you want to pick it up later. I encourage you not to, but you may feel a little detached still. That's okay. You can put it in a beautiful bowl in front of you as an act of forgiving it over. Forgiveness is forgiving it over and asking for healing. Asking your mind to be healed. When we do that, then the mind opens up to, okay, what do I need to see? It creates an opening in the mind. It, it removes that filter of judgment and you shift into curiosity and observation. And in that space in the mind, you're open to see what you need to see. When we play with projection the other way, we can also give back other people's projection onto us. We could give it back to the rightful owners. So we can do that right now, just set an intention and ask. I, I ask that all projections that have been placed on me by others be returned to the rightful owners. I do not wish to hold their projections. And just imagine it all going back. Because as long as you're carrying their projections, they have no chance healing it. So it's a gift sending it all back because it's actually giving them the opportunity to heal. Taking your projections back is an opportunity for you to heal them. As long as they're over there, you can't heal them. As long as they're on somebody else, you can't heal them because you can't see them. You need to take it back. And you need to give the others back. A lot of us are, have that tendency to take on other people's projections. To, someone will cast blame on us and we'll take it personally and we'll kind of carry it like a wound or kind of like you can carry it as a, as a shield, a badge of honor, badge of guilt. We need to give all of that back. Because again, as long as you're carrying it, they can't heal it. So we offer back all of the projections that are not ours 
return them to the rightful owners. We do that with gratitude and with appreciation and with forgiveness. Most people don't realize they're doing this. The projection cycle is a very subconscious default setting. It's in the subconscious mind. It's something that the ego uses a lot. And the more we become conscious of it, the more you become aware of it, then you'll be able to shift it. And it's essential that we shift it right now. I want to talk about judgment in the way of fear. So looking at all judgments. What if I say all judgments are rooted in fear? Yes, all judgment is rooted in fear. All of it. Because it's the ego. If there's judgment, it's the ego. And we judge so easily. We're judging things as right or wrong, as, as good or bad, light or dark. Judgment is so... So like a, like a virus in our society. It's everywhere. It's in every situation, in every moment. Look around the room right now where you are. Look around where you are and, and see if you can look at something without judgment. You can have an observation of its color, its size, its shape, its, the experience of it. Or you can have a judgment. I don't really like that color. So when you see someone and they're wearing something colorful, you're like, oh, I wouldn't wear that. What is she doing? Why are they they wearing that? Is that your judgment? Is that where your default setting is? If you have a judgment about what they are doing or not doing and what you would do in relationship to what they're doing or not doing, that's judgment. If you have a thought, that's a judging thought. If you see someone, you're like, wow, how colorful, how colorful they are. I see them... You know, you you can witness them in their self-expression without judgment, but chances are you can witness them in their their self-expression and then judgment jumps in. And it could be, wow, they, they, they look beautiful. Look how glowing they are. I could never do that. Boom, there's judgment. First thought is observation. Second one is judgment. The ego loves to jump in with judgment. Does it all the time. The more you become aware of judgment, the more you're going to be able to shift it. Let's talk about fear of judgment for a moment. When we are afraid of judgment, we use projection. When we are afraid of judgment, we play small. We hold back. We resist. It can keep us imprisoned. Some people can use fear of judgment to motivate themselves and try and prove their worth and prove that they're, they're doing the work that they're meant to do and that they're making an impact or whatever it is. I know for me, that, that was a driving force for me for a long time. My fear of judgment kept me quiet, playing small for a long time. And my fear of judgment actually d- drove my motivation. It actually feeded, fe- fed a lot of my success. But when you're coming from fear, you're actually putting fear out into the world. You're sprinkling the world with fear. Even if you're coming, even if you have loving intention, if there's fear embedded somewhere in your intention, then you are extending fear in some way. 
maybe not as much as other people, but you're still extending fear. So when we look at our own stuff and clear all of that, we can actually really, truly, wholly come from love and only love. The important part is when you have an awareness of how fear has been embedded in something you're doing, it's not to judge it. As you add judgment, you're just adding ego and you're adding more fear. So recognize it, have an awareness of it, forgive it, let it go. Ask for guidance or direction from your heart. How can I do this differently? Ask the divine to lead you. Show me how to heal this. Show me how to unwind from this. Guide me, lead me, direct me. So instead of judging, you go to asking for guidance and support, direction. When we have fear of judgment and it holds us back, we are actually playing small and we're not being of service to anyone, including ourselves. We're not meant to play this game halfway. We're not meant to sit on the bench. We're meant to play full out. And the role we play and the way we play our life is different. Each person's life is different and the, the expression we have is different and the way it shows up is different. And our experience of life is different. But it's essential that we all play our parts and we play our parts to the best that we best of our ability. So we can use judgment, we can use projection as a way to look at our leftovers, to look within ourselves and see, okay, where is that coming from? Sometimes the thought of judgment is just a habit. It's just a habitual thought. And it's just as important to change those habitual thoughts. Imagine if we met everybody in the world with love and compassion, acceptance, accepting them who they are and where they are and how they are, and seeing the truth of who they are behind the behavior, because the behavior is simply the, the fear-based programming. It's simply their way of, of avoiding the pain or the wound or whatever it is that's unhealed within themselves. So adding judgment is adding fear to the fear that's already there. Meeting them with love, that's where love can expand. When fear and love meet, love expands. So we meet them with love as much as we can. We meet ourselves with love as much as we can. And when we forget, we forgive. And when we remember, we celebrate. It's recognizing that judgment and projection are really challenging ego-driven tactics that are so deeply embedded in our programming. It takes time to unwind from these things. It takes time to unwind from these habits, too. So be compassionate towards yourself. Be kind. Be gentle towards yourself. Be committed. Be willing. Be courageous. And at the same time, have some compassion and some love towards yourself. This is not going to, you're not going to be able to unwind from this overnight. The other thing with projection is a lot of people, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. I know for me, learning about projection for years 
it suddenly clicked one day. I was like, I was learning about it. I was talking about it and, and trying to grasp an understanding of it on, on a deeper level. And I had an understanding at one level, but not quite, you know, it didn't quite click. And then one time I was reading something and it just clicked. And I was just like, oh, I get it now. I get the cycle of projection. So if you're casting blame outward, just know that you're in some way trying to feel better about yourself. And it might be you trying to feel better about yourself by helping them try and feel better. It can be kind of disguised as love and caring as well. So judgment and projection. I want you to start looking at that for your life. Where does it show up? How is it showing up for you? In what relationships do you have it more than not? In, in family relationships or relationships that have a lot of history, you're probably going to see it a lot more than in fresh relationships, new relationships. Your awareness of how you're judging and projecting are the first key. And then your willingness to look at it, turn that back in, take your projections back, turn the judgment around, and ask yourself, start that internal, internal environment inquiry. Go within, look within your mind, look within your emotions, check your body. Where am I holding this? What am I holding? What do I feel? What am I avoiding? What am I afraid of? Don't ask the word why. Don't use questions that ask. Start with why because the ego loves why. It brings us more into feeling guilty or shameful or it brings us into being a victim. So when we ask the, the questions with what or how, changing the word from why will help us using a sentence that doesn't start with why will keep that point of weakness away from the ego coming in. Because the ego, when you project, the ego is going to want to make you feel guilty about projecting. So don't add judgment and projection again to that. I'm going to keep running on the hamster wheel. Let's take a look at the spiritual ego now. The spiritual ego is, I, I talk about, so all of this, I uh, all that I've been talking about, you can connect to two books. The first book is Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan. In that book, I talk about projection, judgment. I have chapters, like daily chapters on, on all of those pieces. And I actually break it down. It's, it's a journey from judgment into love. It's a journey from judgment and separation to love and oneness. That's, that's what that basic, that book is about. It's a 30 day journey. The second book I'm going to jump into now, which is talking about the spiritual ego. You can find all that information in the, the evolution of the ego, which is a journey to unwind the ego, embrace your humanness and embody your divinity. In that book, I talk about the 10 stages of evolution of the ego and the 10 stages. And one of them includes the spiritual ego. Now, they're not stages that go from 1 to 10. They're not in order. They're just various stages that I have observed over the years, the last 10 or 15 years of studying the ego specifically. I've observed different patterns and phases of evolution with my clients and with myself. So after helping many, many clients move through these different phases, I've become very highly sensitive 
to the energies behind the spiritual ego. I've also become very attuned because I've moved through and continue to keep my spiritual ego in check. So every one of us, when we're awakening and raising our level of consciousness and, and becoming more aware of things and how we are behaving in life and reacting in life and shifting from fear into love, every one of us will eventually meet and encounter our spiritual ego. So there's not one person that will become immune to that. Now, there may be someone who has like an instant awakening and the ego dissolves completely, but chances are the spiritual ego came in there somewhere along the way and it may have been a blip or it may have been a real stronghold. The spiritual ego is challenging as an individual to identify for yourself. It's easier to see in others, but it can also be easy to judge in others. So I'm not telling you all of this so you go out and you judge people for having a spiritual ego. That's ego. <laughs> that's your spiritual ego. That's your ego judging theirs. So you're adding, as soon as you're judging, you're adding ego, basically. I'm informing you of this so that you can identify and start to feel or sense or know when your ego is coming in as a spiritual ego or when that evolution happens for you and how it's playing out and also to help you see it in others. Now I'm going to, I want to help you see it in others so you can have empathy and compassion for them, not judgment for them. Most people who are in alignment with their spiritual ego, who are really caught up in the spiritual ego, don't know it and believe, honestly believe that they are doing good work in the world and that, and that the ego is not, they don't believe their ego is involved. They believe they're coming from love and in service to love. And it's really challenging as someone who's observing to point out someone else's spiritual ego. And unless you're clearly absolutely guided, clearly heart guided, then mind your own business. Don't do it. If you're meant to say something in some way, then, you know, follow that nudge, follow that guidance. Most people who are in that stronghold of the spiritual ego or it's really embedded in their work and what they're doing in the world will not want to hear it and will become very defensive and will deflect and will deny and will avoid and will project and that's where we have all the kind of spiritual bypassing and all that kind of different stuff happening too the spiritual ego is a really big ego presence that is pretending and holding the image of standing in love. It is a clever disguise of fear disguised as love, fear disguised as caring, fear disguised as spiritual work. And the ego because it because it feels threatened as the more we awaken the more threatened it feels 
and its sole purpose is to keep you safe and protected. It wants to protect you at all costs. It's terrified. It lives in fear. It only knows fear. So it always responds from fear. So it will do whatever it needs to do to protect you. And it will evolve and shift and change. It's a clever shift changer. When you arrive at that place where the spiritual ego is embedded or showing up, it's challenging to unwind from. And I know for me, it took a good year of unwinding from it. And I did that through my, when I did my ministry training and I became an ordained minister. It was a year long program that I took and I had a mentor who was also my soul sister and a really good friend of mine. We did a lot of deep, we do a lot of deep healing together. She was my facilitator for the course. And I had said to her, I'm going to leave no stone unturned. I want to look at everything, poke at all my wounds, call me on my stuff. I really want to get in and underneath any leftovers. And I did. And it was uncomfortable. And the moment she started poking at my spiritual ego, I could feel this dense, intense defense mechanism, this big wall, this like, like a big roar inside of me, like, don't you dare go there. I was like, no, that's not an issue. You don't know what you're talking about. It was like this, like, oh, like lion coming at you, like a beast coming toward her. And I could feel it. I could sense it. And at the same time, I was like, oh, I really want to get, I want to wind from this, but there's part of me that just, I don't even know how to get to it. I don't even know how to get underneath it because the defense was so strong. So it was a process. It took time, but it was so worth it. It was, it was some of the, the, the hardest, most challenging work I did on my spiritual journey is unwinding from my spiritual ego. And in doing that, it was actually so freeing because it freed me, but it also freed me to now do the work with other people. So I created that bridge for myself. I figured it out. I had the support in place and I was able to do it. And now I can take my hand and, and look back and go, okay, let me help you. And what that's helped me also do is become really finely attuned to the energy of the spiritual ego. So when someone's saying something, I can feel the niggling behind it. I can feel the, the spiritual ego in place or their ego or how fear is embedded in it and I can help point it to them so they can help see it. Now, not everybody wants to see it. Not everybody wants to heal this piece and to remove judgment altogether. Not everybody's meant to. Some people are actually meant to stay and stand strong in their spiritual ego and there's purpose in that. And then there's others that are meant to unwind from it and clear it. So, Eventually, ultimately, we're all meant to wake up one way or another. We either wake up when we leave or we wake up here while we're still in these physical bodies, having these human experiences, letting the divinity come through us and work through us. So at any point, I've talked about this in my book as well, this, the evolution of the ego, we're animated by fear or we're animated by love. Our, our humanness is either animated by the ego and fear or it's animated by the divine and love. And the more and more we shift to letting the divine animate us, to, to let the divine be the force that works through us and carry our life, that's life by divine, the, the greater service we are to all of humanity. We can actually impact more people and help them wake up and help them realize 
the truth of who we are. Where the spiritual ego comes in is it likes to play this whole idea that mm, there's an inferior, superior kind of feeling. So it's important when you feel that or sense that or know that, that you take a good, honest look at that. The presence of inferior or superior, whether it's you or them, is the spiritual ego. You know that's like a pointing, that's like a red flag waving. And the spiritual ego will come in and judge other people for being asleep and judge, judge yourself being better because you're more awake than them. And it's really, some people are actually meant to live life by default a little bit longer. That's totally okay. Some people are meant to live life by design. That's beautiful. That's a, you know, that's where they're meant to be. And then some people are meant to live life by divine. And that's what they're meant to be at this time. Eventually, we're all being called to wake up. So the calling in our heart is the same. The calling to wake up is all the same. Some people will take longer than others. We don't need to judge that. We can reach out and help those that we're meant to help. We can be in service to those that we're meant to be in service to. And we don't need to judge others. We don't need to judge everyone else because that's just adding ego. It's just letting the ego come in, using that filter of judgment. We can observe where other people are. We can observe their challenges. We can observe the stage of evolution that they're standing in without judgment. That's what the world needs. More Loving, compassionate observation, more compassionate witnesses, more acceptance. And when you can accept others and accept what is, you can play your part better. Because you're not all caught up in the judgment and projection and all that kind of cycle. You're just showing up and showing up as love and doing playing your part and then that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. You don't need to add judgment. You don't need to add projection. You don't need to add complaining. You don't need to add the ego. You don't need to add fear. And when we do, it's okay. Don't judge ourselves. Don't judge yourself. Forgive. Go within and choose again. Go within and take a look at what you need to heal. That's the process. That's how it works. So if you want to know more about judgment, projection, and the spiritual ego. The two books I would recommend, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong is my, my one book, and then The Evolution of the Ego is my most recent book. Those two books will help you understand it. If you need some support, kind of getting in and underneath, and you want to unwind your ego or get underneath your spiritual ego, there's two ways to do that. You can join the Heart Yes Movement and become a member. Expansion level member has live access to me every week on a call where I do call, I do healing, I do intuitive readings. I will call you on your staff in between on our page. And I will also support you live on calls. And the other team of healers and, and coaches that I have as well on the other call will support you as well. So you have a community of support to help you expose how your ego is embedded fear into your life so that you can clear and open your intuitive channel. The other way to do that is through the Intuition Academy as well, a seven to 11 month mentoring program. And you can find all that information on my website, heartledliving.com. I have recently added a really cool gift pack. It's a Heart Yes gift set. And the newest tool is the Heart Yes check-in tool. 
when you come to my website on the homepage down at the bottom, you'll see the Heart Yes check-in tool. You can click on it. You can use it without opting in. I promise you can use it without opting in. I wanted, to, I wanted it to be a free tool for everybody to use. And you can use it when you're making decisions to know that you're doing it heart-led versus head-led. And then the other tool is the Love Deeply Now meditation. You also get access to the Ego Game of Opposites to stop self-sabotage instantly. This Heart Yes gift set is available for any level membership, including the open level membership, if you want to join for free with the open level membership. Use your discernment. Don't come and join just because it's free or just because. I want you to tune into your heart and ask yourself, am I meant to? Is this on my path? And feel into that true heart yes. Use the Heart Yes check-in tool on my website to help you discern so that you know that you're using divine discernment in making that decision to join our community. I appreciate you. I love you. I see you. I honor you. Until next week. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.